Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, a retrospective look across the spectrum. I'm here, Kelly Birmingham. Um, This is a podcast where I meet with my partner in crime, Jen Lucero. I'm a BCBA. I've been in the business for 25 years. Oh, my gosh. And so I want to take what I've learned over my 25-year career and what Jen has learned, whose son Dylan is 21, and most of my 25-year career has been with Dylan. (laughs) So, hi, Jen. Hey, Kelly. Hey, everybody. Welcome. A good topic today. We're tackling puberty and sex. Oh my. <laughs> um, so we got lots of fun reactions about this. And we're going to start off by we're inviting our um, my good friend Barbie. Hi, Barb. Barbie. Hi. Hi. So this is full circle for us because um, Jennifer works for Special Olympics here in Orange County. And uh, Barbie works and is good friends with the founder of the wellness program of Special Olympics, our famous buddy who we love, Dr. Perlman. So, hey, Barbie. Hey, hi, guys. Happy to be here for this fun topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Barbie, tell us a little bit about the work you're doing and your son and where you and Sam are at right now. Um, happy to. So yes, my name is Barbie Vartanian, and I am uh, currently the executive director of Project Accessible Oral Health, which is a global initiative to improve oral health um, access and outcomes for individuals with disabilities. Uh, it was founded by uh, Henry Schein, um, who's the you know the largest uh, medical and dental supplier in the country and around the world, and then also the dean of Penn Dental Medicine. So um, again, just and I've had the pleasure of working with you on trying to train um, dental professionals on how to um, better facilitate those visits because access to oral health care is the number one unmet health care need. For this population. So, um, so not only am I immersed in it on the professional side, but um, my passion and on the personal side is my son, my 12-year-old son, Sam, um, who is fully immersed in the world of puberty. Um, and it just so happened to coincide with the pandemic. So it really, really made things even more exciting and fun to be locked in quarantine while trying to navigate um, what that even means for a child, you know, with a child with a disability. Um, it was it was bad enough going through it with his sister, who's a year older, um, although I just tried to just ignore that it happened. But with Sam, I, I couldn't do that or I couldn't like say, hey, why don't you go ask a friend? Um, I had to try and navigate that with him. And, um, you know, and, and again, it's funny, I'm in this space, um, you know, in the disability community and have access to a lot of people. But not a lot of people can help you or guide you or, you know, give you answers. And, you know, not a lot of people really want to talk about it. So, um, so you just kind of as a parent have to try and figure it out on your own. But, you know, again, like I said, we were in the pandemic, loss of services, you know, my child not understanding what the heck happened and then his body's changing. So it was just like a quadruple whammy. So, um, so yeah, so when I saw that you were hosting this one, I of course had to reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, I can't wait. And she's like, hey, why don't you come and talk to us? So so that's how I landed here. And I'm yeah, so I'm happy to tell you more about what's happening with Sam or, you know, however you want to. Sure. So I'm hearing something in the background. Is that Sam? Yes. So Great. let me grab his iPad really fast. It's okay. No, yeah. Sam, we're yeah. casual. We're, yeah. we're okay, about, we're about real. It's we're like about background real music. Sorry, I knew, I knew you were going to be like, I can hear that. And no. I'm like, 
that's life. He has to be there. So, all right. So I'm going to start by sharing just a little bit about my background with this topic as we sort of our whole month of April is going to be about puberty and sex. Okay. So when I first started my career, I worked with adults with developmental disabilities in Boston, helping them move out of group homes. And um, I actually taught our um, safe sex program for the adults with developmental disabilities and, you know, taught them how to use condoms and how to check for birth control and how to do different things. And that was like, I think like 20 years ago. Um, I also worked with a man who needed to learn how to masturbate because he was doing it incorrectly and hurting himself. So I didn't do it directly. I had a male do it, but I guided him. So I've, I've done a lot of programming about safe sex in puberty. Um, and, but it's so different for every child, right? Um, so let me first start with Jen. Jen, Dylan is 21 and you and I have danced around this puberty topic and yeah. sex topic with him for a little bit. Will mm-hmm. you, sh- do you mind sharing with Jen, like Dylan's experience? Yeah. Where I mean, is that right now? It sounds, um, sad that I'm kind of excited about it, but <laughs> he really was, um, really late in puberty like he you know for forever he was just more concerned about watching spongebob you know which i was fine with um he really didn't hit puberty even just like physically um you know until he was a late teenager so even just a couple years ago so um we you know really didn't have to worry about it for a long time. Um, but we definitely like, you know, once he kind of discovered himself, you know, and, um, no, we are being graphic here, Jen. Yeah. So once he like realized, Hey, I could have fun, you know, with my wiener and you know, feel good. Um, you know, it kind of opened up a door. It wasn't like a real problem. He wasn't really trying to do it in school or in public or anything, but we, kind of jumped on it quickly and taught him that we called it private time. And then we told him, you have to go in your room, you know, you have to be in your room. And, you know, once you're done, you know, clothes back on, wash your hands, all that. Um, and so he- Hold on, his- I'm going to pause you. We're okay. going to get real and graphic here. Okay. Okay. So he would touch himself. Was he- and I have a hard time with this for Dylan because I still think of him as just a little boy, but he's a 21 year old man. Yeah. She's known him since he was four. He was four. Yeah. Um, He didn't, let's just start for the puberty part. He never really grew hair. No, he finally has hair down there in um, his armpits, but he literally has no hair even on his face. Even today, everybody's like, how do you shave Dylan? And I'm like, well, I'm lucky because it's, you know, it's not an issue. And he's such a sensory kid that I think it would be an issue, you know? And so jog my memory, didn't the doctors actually call it like late onset puberty? Yes. Okay. So he didn't even display any type, anything, I think till around 17, I would, I think was when it started. And I wanted to bring that up because it's just super late. I've heard that more times than I can Mm -hmm. count uh, for some kids um, that have late onset puberty. Okay. So he late onset puberty. Then he started to grow hair. I remember Mm -hmm. then he started to discover that his penis could be used for fun. Right. (laughs) So 
didn't he do it first in the bathtub? Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, he loves taking baths. Yeah. So he, that kid would take like 15 baths a day anyways, you know, in general, um, he loves to be submerged in water. So, I mean, that was obviously, I told him it's okay in there and, you know. So I, hold I, on, did he, <laughs> did he actually masturbate to completion? That you, that you um, he does now, but okay. not it's it, not till like a couple of years. I only know just because the sheets. So got it. Yeah. Okay. I so, still am like horrified. I still like am <laughs> always afraid to open the door. You know. <laughs> so it's it's moms, right? We're, we're all yeah. you know we're all moms. I'm stepmom of a daughter yeah. that I have lots to share about this topic. Well, um, I think my situation too, and I don't know about you, Barbie, but um, I'm a single mom, okay? And I'm also only child. <laughs> and I'm oh, a girl yeah. and I have two boys. Um, I, my younger son is um, neurotypical, right? Um, he just, you know, luckily he just does his own thing. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Um, but even, I was going to say, not even just puberty, but even just like, potty training and just like you know the whole penis thing in general like I it was just me like, <laughs> having to do everything yeah. so it was like really kind of like awkward like just in general I was like how do I teach especially as son who has severe autism like just how to do all this stuff you know I felt like I it was very alien to me <laughs> And Kelly really helped me out because, you know, I don't know why it's just like so horrifying to you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, honestly, I don't absolutely. think I've seen my other son naked since he was probably like, you know, seven years old and you know what I mean? Like, so. So, yeah. okay. So let's, so he hit puberty at 17. Barbie, let's go to you now. Yes. All yes. right. So Sam is almost 13. What Correct. is puberty? You, how do you know he's in puberty and what's happening? Okay, well, first of all, I'm happy that Jen called it a wiener because I'm so not politically correct with any of the terminology. Well, um, I don't know if that's correct. And I'm just I like you, I'm horrified throughout this whole thing. And and unfortunately, my daughter is had to kind of see more than she should, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. because, you know, they tend to be a little bit of expedition, exhibitionists and he doesn't understand that, you know, why he can't, you know, expose himself everywhere and anywhere. So, um, so right now, okay, you guys are going to laugh right now where we are in puberty. So Sam and how I know not only, so I feel like Sam developed very young. I feel like his parts are almost adult size, almost the hair yeah. is already there. He doesn't have hair under his armpits, but he, the hair, I mean, I remember, and it almost felt like it happened overnight. Like I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Um, you know, again, in the tub, Sam too, also like loves the bath, like, you know, always in it. But um, so he um, has a thing for our kitchen and our kitchen aid mixing bowl. So he takes the bowl and he would rub it on him, he rubs it on himself. So like anytime, the, and the bowl has not been back where it's supposed to be in probably close to a year. And mom's like, and Mary Lee, my daughter's like, I am never baking cookies again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fair. Um, so that's what he does. So that, and so again, he used to do it more out, you know, in the open, whatever, wherever, you know, he felt led, but same thing. So I tried to say, okay, well, let's do this in your room. So he understands now that um, when he wants to do those things, he goes into his room. Um, and so that's what he does. He rubs on, or he'll take, um, 
again, he always takes my daughters like the swell bottles, the metal bottles, like anything yep. that he can get that so hard. It's like a metal thing. Yeah, metal right? thing okay. or whatever. So, yeah, you know, so my da- daughter won't drink out of bottles anymore or use <laughs> oh. kitchen. So, but those are the, his two things that he'll grab and use. And so he hasn't completed, I don't think, only because same thing, I haven't noticed anything or seen anything yeah, or I, that kind of thing but so he's um, trying he, to figure something out he's trying to figure something out I mean and talk about like he does it you know he's in there for a good like 15 20 minutes he gets extremely like you know sweaty and and you can also tell too like you get the shift in the boy smell all of a sudden the room smells like god awful you know and and you have the you know what I mean those things that you know growing up with a brother you're like oh my kid's never gonna smell like this and then you're like oh, super um so so yeah, so that that's kind of another way I could tell things were, you know, happening. So yeah. So, so. you mentioned one thing that definitely my situation, everyone, all my friends that have boys, since they were little, just love to be naked and will have no problem running around the house, stripping, like it doesn't right. matter who's there, like, you know, right. just like full on exhibitionist. So yeah. you have that yeah. same experience too. Yeah. Yeah. He's not so much. Well, and I don't even know, you know, if it's intentional, I just think mm-hmm. because, you know, either I'm changing, you know what I mean? And so I've had to be very conscious now as Mary Lee is, you know, older and his body has developed, you know, cause I mean, I used to, you know, like, you know, my nieces are tremendous with Sam. And so, you know, for me to be able to, to step outside of the house, you know, is always with family. So now I've got my nieces that are like 16, 15. And now you're like, don't even bother giving them a bath or don't even bother putting them in because I don't want to horrify these little girls, you know what I mean? So that's so, um, so, but for me, I, you know, Sam would just strip down anywhere and we'd change for whatever we were doing or, you know, like, Oh, for example, we just took him, um, we were just in Florida and we took him to the beach and, you know, and I, always try to change him because he gets rashes extremely bad and so um he'll just drop it in the middle of nowhere I'm like Sam no no wait let mommy get a towel around you and let me get you covered first so he would do it anywhere yeah he would just disrobe so what do you as a mom who's like in the thick of it I have to ask you is is has he gotten more aggressive since he's hit puberty yes yeah a thousand percent and it's so I know it's a combination of of COVID and the loss of services and and the routine. And then I also know it's because he's in full-blown active, but how I differentiate what all of what's causing what I don't have a clue. Yep. That's amazing. But yeah, his aggression's through the roof. Yeah. 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 Um, Which in, I I am no medical professional, but in my thousands of kids that I've treated over the years, that that is absolutely very common. Yeah. Um, with both an increase, what I've been told by Dr. Donnelly, who you yeah. both know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who is yeah. my mentor in life, um, shared that increase in testosterone, no question, causes aggression in kids during puberty. And yeah. also my experience is the confusion on what's happening with their body and the frustration with not knowing. So as a mom in the thick of it right now, Barbie, what do you wish you had for services or, or help or training? That you're, that oh you're- gosh, that's a great question. Um, gosh, I, you know, just, um, God, I don't even know. I mean, I wish I knew like what the signs were. I wish I know, like, like you just said, and you're going to say, and I, I don't think I can use the words, but you had to actually help a child or an adult figure out how to do that yep. so that he wasn't hurting himself. So you're like, and, and don't think that thought hasn't crossed my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, am I going to have to help him? Who helps him? Do I have to do it? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can. And, you know, because 
you know, he, I, yeah, just, ex, you know, trying to explain it to him and then, um, you know, and yeah, and understanding and just somebody to guide you through it. Okay. So what's the time frame typically look like? And I know everybody's different. What, you know, and so we, through the pandemic and puberty and all that stuff, Sam's on medication now for the first time in his life. And so is there a way, you know, so doc, our, our friend, Dr. Perlman, he wants me to see this gentleman that, that he specializes in autism and medications and in trying to figure out and finesse, you know, the best possible cocktail for your kid. Mm -hmm. And so is that because of, you know what I mean? Is it the puberty that could help with that? And you know what I mean? Like just answering all of those types of questions, like, is yeah. there medication that's counterbalancing with the puberty and all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, just more information. There isn't, Dr. Perlman was trying to find me when I told him what we were talking about. He's like, oh, let me look for, you know, through his 9 million, you know, piles yes, of yes. articles, you know him, yes. you know, that he's got his archives to try and help me and stuff. And I, he did find a book and he's like, I can't scan the whole book and I forget the name of it, but um, I know there's some resources out there, but nobody talks about it. Like, you, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, you just kind of unfortunately have, and I know parents have to do that with neurotypical kids as well, but it's obviously a lot tougher for our kiddos because, yeah. you know, they can't communicate it, the level of understanding, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, again, it's one of those stigma topics that nobody wants to talk about. So, well, you know, if it would, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you're totally right. Because even in um, special ed or um, in when my son was in high school and now that he's in a transition program, you know, my younger son had sex ed when he was in school. Right. They, yep. Yep. they have no classes or resources that I know of for our kiddos. Right. No, agreed. And that's, again, why? Why is there, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously we understand it's more difficult and it's different, but, you know, it's, again, it's one of those, you know, disparities where our, the neurotypical population is, it's spoken about and addressed, but for our kiddos, it's not. So, yeah. It's so true. Um, it's really interesting to me because I know here in California and what, I met a change. I haven't been in Boston in 18 years, but um, there were not programs for our kids. Um, if you could sit through the neurotypical one in the, you know, fully included class, you could join that, but there weren't classes for kids right. that couldn't sit through that. I, when I first right. opened my practice in 2004, I used to actually do sex ed classes for some of the older kiddos there. Um, cause no one would do it. And I, I, you know, I kind of made up a curriculum that talked about puberty and what your body would go through and then um, what sex was, but no one wants to talk about sex because you don't want your kids to have sex. <laughs> right. But I mean, I think it's even more important again for the, to have that level of understanding. I'm telling you, you have to get with special, uh, special Olympics and, and create something. Cause that's a perfect, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, popular, yeah. you know, a subset of a group of, oh, that's you a know, great idea. you could totally, Definitely. you know, put something curriculum together. It could be part of, you know, the screening process. I mean, and they're all very visual. So you come up with right. visual aids. So mm -hmm. yeah, maybe you can't verbally communicate it, but you show pictures, you show, you know, I mean, I just think that they're the development of something like that. And I think partnering with the Special Olympics on something that because they're so embedded in health now, I mean, you know, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a whole health and wellness program. And right, that is definitely right. something. Yeah, to me, it, yeah, to me, I think it makes perfect sense. And again, like you said, mm -hmm. it's a topic that nobody wants to talk about, but it's for, and as parents, 
we would love for help and guidance and for somebody to help us, you know, come alongside and say, hey, this is what you can expect. This is when it may or may not end. These are some of the things you're going to, that are, you're going to experience. And here's some ways in which, you know, the whole ABA process, like help me get through this, you know, as you're, as you get support services and things like that, like, you know, nobody's, I have them come to the house. Nobody's talked to me about it. Yeah. It's not part of assessment in any regard. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we'll have to get Perlman and yeah. three, Dr. Perlman and the three of us together to create something for sure. And our whole month of April is going to be investigating and, and talking about exactly what you just described, Barbie. So thank you so much Perfect. for being yeah. the voice of parents across the country. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you guys for doing that. I think I love the podcast. I think they're so fun. They're so oh, good. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking more about sex. So thanks everyone. Woo-hoo! Stay tuned. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.